who is part of the Minnesota Wild's current core of players? Which players are complementary players and which players are supplementary to that? We take a look at the Wild's roster and identify the new core going forward today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take the roster and separate each player into a uh, key core, as in the Wild's actual core or complementary players or players that probably aren't going to focus uh, factor into the long-term plans. So all that coming up here on today's episode of Locked on Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran sports content producer here in the state of Minnesota with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams through the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, and the playoffs, and uh, now covering the Minnesota Wild full time. Happy to be with you on a Thursday episode of the show, and uh, we continue to decompress the offseason as part of the uh, Dennis System 2.0. And so uh, what we're going to do today is try to identify the players that comprise the current core and uh, those players that are more of a complementary portion of the uh, the Wild roster. So let's, uh, let's start with the obvious. You've got the current Wild core, and 97 starts it. He's got to start the the conversation there. He's got to finish the conversation there. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov is the heartbeat for this Minnesota Wild team. I shudder to think about where this team would be at without him. And so everything that this Wild roster does, everything that Wild upper management does moving forward is going to be to help him lead this team going forward. And so... You've got uh, you've got Kaprizov as somebody who is absolutely untouchable. Um, I mean, he's he is synonymous with wild success this past season, and every player in the organization is not nearly as important to their success uh, to the success as Kaprizov is. So he is uh, number one on the list. In terms of core players, you could even probably put him into that inner ring of key core players. But beyond that, I would start to move through, look at a guy like, I'd put Matt Boldy in the core. I think his performance this season, and we'll do more in-depth evaluations of players next week, uh, starting next week when we do our uh, exit interviews as well. I'd put Matt Boldy in that mix because I think his performance as a 20-year-old is eye-opening enough to where you got something really solid to build with going forward. And I think with a couple, with maybe another year of seasoning for Boldy, I think you have the makings of um, a a really solid player at the NHL level that is going to be a perennial 30-goal scorer 
and a guy who is going to really rack up some uh, impressive stats on the power play as well. So I think we'll see with Boldy getting full-time this upcoming season on the NHL roster. I think we'll see more of what we saw here in his rookie campaign, um, and I think we'll see him add to that as well. So Kaprizov, you got Boldy. I would put the goalie of the future who was just signed to his three-year entry-level contract. I'd put Jesper Wallstead on that list. I think it's to the point where he is pretty much untouchable as well. And um, the Wild basically are just biding time at the goalie position until he's ready to take it in uh, probably a couple of seasons. So Wallstead firmly in that list as well. Marco Rossi is an interesting one. I would lean towards putting him uh, in the core, the new core, the next core of wild players based off the fact that he had uh, a very solid, very solid season with the uh, Iowa Wild this past year. Uh, just just put up a ton of points uh, down in Iowa. And having that full season relatively injury-free to be able to work through it and uh, just get get back to the rigors of playing on an everyday basis. I think we'll get a nice taste of what he has to offer here um, coming up this season. And so I would I would think that that he also gets put into that uh, that core area um, for this Minnesota Wild roster, even though he's not quite here yet. We'll see everything that he has to offer on full display. I would imagine, come next season. As far as beyond that, I think you gotta you, you got to throw Jonas Brodeen in the core. Now, a little older than these guys, but one of the best defensemen in the entirety of the NHL. And just so many examples of just putting the clamps on opposing players while he's out on the ice. And so I think... From a, a defensive standpoint, just what he does for this team, I think Brodeen would uh, would be on that list. I'd probably put Spurgeon in there too, um, for similar reasons. You know, still one of the uh, the best defensemen in the league, one of the more underrated defensemen uh, in the uh, entirety of the NHL. Postseason performance aside, and we'll talk about that because I I know Spurgeon has been a pretty hot button topic uh, since the postseason finished. And so don't worry, we'll we'll go through a full episode uh, discussing Spurgeon's performance this year and uh, and going forward as well because I, I think it's I think it's an interesting topic to discuss, you know him being the captain and such. So we'll allot full time for that. but basically going through the core right now, I'd put Caprizov, Boldy, Rossi, Wallstead, as kind of your key four. And then I'd probably put Spurgeon and Brodeen in there. Um, beyond that, if it were me, if salary cap was no issue, I'd put Kevin Fiala in there too, but that's I think that ship has, uh, has sailed. And then you can make an argument for maybe um, Matt Zuccarello, but... Ultimately, I think it comes down to, you know, the four guys and Brodeen and Spurgeon. I think I think that's what would be probably the easiest way to 
describe the core. Now, that doesn't mean that any of those other players are not great themselves, but they fall into the next category, which I call the complementary, in that they um, they assist the core players in um, in their performance. And so let's look at some of those complementary players uh, as we uh, identify the core members of this Wild roster going forward. We will do that coming up here on Locked on Wild. There is no wrong time to dive in to a nice, delicious brownie. But you know what is a little better than just your standard run-of-the-mill brownie? Is brownie batter. I, you know, you lick the spoon, you lick the bowl clean after you're making a batch of brownies, and now Built Bar has come up with the brownie batter puff to try to get all of that goodness into one great-tasting protein bar. Brownie batter puffs are taking Built Bar to a whole new level, and they are available right now at Built.com. They contain just 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and just 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day of the week. So if you want to get your brownie batter puffs, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, once you're done with your first listen of the day, make sure you check out the Lockdown NHL podcast so you can get the full lowdown on everything going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, including the absolute chaotic, amazing mess that was the Battle of Alberta from last night. Nine to six. Uh, just tons of goals in that game. So make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on in that series as well as all of the other postseason series going on right now. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Core players identified. Let's go to the complementary players for this wild roster. We'll start on that top line. Uh, Ryan Hartman and Matt Zuccarello, I think, fall into this complementary category. Hartman career season and a player that you know does a lot of things well that help support um, the core guys, help support Kirill Kaprizov, for instance, stepping into play center on that line and allowing for more opportunities for Kirill Kaprizov to possess the puck because Hartman's not going to be Hartman's not going to be like a shoot-first guy, certainly. And so he is certainly willing to be a passenger on that Kirill Kaprizov line while Kirill steps up and and does most of the lifting for that line. Now, Matt Zuccarello may be in between core and complementary, um, has just the, the best chemistry with Kirill and a player that helps Kirill um, with his numbers, and I think they feed together absolutely perfectly. Uh, but neither of those two players, and this is more so just to where Zuccarello's at in his career, I don't know if those are guys that are leading your franchise. Uh, now, Zuccarello, like I said, he's probably more between the core and the complementary range than, say, Ryan Hartman is. But 
I think there's a reason that Kirill Kaprizov is the one leading this team, and those guys are happy being, you know, assisting portions of what works for this offense and what doesn't. Um, egregious miss by me as well. Um, should have just gone through this line by line. Uh, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, I would put in the uh, the core um, group because of what he brings to this team as you know the the top center on this team. One of the better two-way centers in the league from a defensive standpoint and anchoring the best defensive line in the NHL in the grief line. So I would put Eric Snack in the core range. Obviously, he signed his extension, so he's going to be around for a while. And it looks as though his performance is continuing to elevate uh, year in and year out. So I would put Eric Snack in the core category. I'd put his line mates, though, in the complementary category, because again, we saw what happens when you take away one of those parts from that uh, that grief line. So those guys just did not perform at the same level, and they don't perform at the same level as they do when that line is put together. And Marcus Foligno, career season, Jordan Greenway, ten goals himself, but those aren't those aren't going to be like the focal points of your team or of this team moving forward. And so, you know, those two guys I would put in the complementary category um, as well. Um, So I think, you know, you look at these lines, you got Kaprizov in the core, other two guys in Hartman and Zuccarello as complementary guys, Erickson Eck in the core, uh, Foligno and Greenway as uh, complementary guys, Boldy as a core player would have put Kevin Fiala in the core, but uh, we'll just, we'll put him as complimentary for this, for these purposes. I'd also put Freddie Goudreau in the complimentary category. Goudreau was a relative unknown coming into this season and performed well, um, had a career season with, uh, with Boldy and Fiala. So he is a guy that I think can, can assist be one of those like sidekick type guys um, for this team, but he's not. He's never going to be somebody that steps up and is is the one to put the team on his back type of thing. And on defense, we saw some really good things from Jacob Middleton. I would put him in the complimentary category at this point, although in in really the first you know, extended play of his career this season um, performed very well. And so he is somebody that could be one of those late bloomers that maybe ends up being a a vital piece to a, a team's defense. So I'll put him in complimentary for right now. Uh, I would also put John Merrill in the complimentary category and um, you know, some of those other guys, Dmitry Kulikov and... Matt Dumba uh, also in the complimentary area because, again, those aren't like the focal points of your franchise from a defensive standpoint. Those are guys that you bring in to kind of build around that core. So those guys all complimentary. Both goalies for this team right now, Talbot and Fleury, complimentary as well. They're not going to really steal you any games. So I think that is the... um, 
I think that's the complementary portion of the roster right now. Um, and so you got some good inner workings with the core. You've got some great pieces around it. And so then the question becomes for Bill Guerin, like what do you do? Um, what do you do to sprinkle the finishing touches on that roster? And so uh, you look at some of these other guys that you that you can bring in. Uh, and so we'll uh, we'll fill out the rest of the roster uh, with some guys that uh, that could fill spots that uh, will need to be filled for this team going into next season. That is uh, coming up here on Locked on Wild. Our partners at BetOnline.net continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, the Stanley Cup playoffs, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. Looking at the rest of the roster to see if players fall into either of the uh, two categories we've previously mentioned. Obviously, you've got that uh, bottom line group of Nick Delorier, Tyson Jost, and Brandon Duhame. And I, I would say in looking at that, though, that group's performance, I'd say you probably put Tyson Jost in the complimentary group as well as Brandon Duhame. It's going to be interesting with Nick Delorier because I, I don't know if I don't know if he will be back. And furthermore, like what did we see happen to that line in the playoffs? Is yeah, it's great to have an enforcer line um, during the regular season to try to help keep order. And if if a team player from another team goes out one of your guys, you got a line that is is fully equipped to respond so that you don't get anybody suspended or sitting in the penalty box. We saw some pushing and shoving and some, you know, we saw some big hits between the Wild and the Blues. We saw some pushing and shoving, but, you know, it's it's playoffs at that point. You're way more focused on the game as opposed to the enforcing of it. And so... I think for Delorier, I'll probably put him in the um, the other category of those guys that you sprinkle into the roster uh, to accentuate what your core and your complementary players are doing. Not to say that he wasn't an important add. It's just he, I think, is going to have his spot filled by the likes of you know Connor Dewar is a name that will factor into the equation next year and I think he falls in the complimentary category as well but you had guys like Mitchell Chafee that played a couple of games uh, this past season for the Wilds not really sure what category to put him in yet um, but certainly could be a guy that falls into that complimentary portion you've got any number of other guys that uh, that could be looked at down in the uh, the Iowa Wild roster as well, such as Adam Beckman could get a look. Um, 
Kyle Rao has played at various points over the past few seasons. He seems like more of a a 4A guy. Um, Not quite NHL, but also maybe a little better than the AHL. So the big key for Bill Guerin here in the offseason with limited resources is to try to plug in a couple of spots that will be around your core guys and your complementary players as well. Now, on defense, we're pretty much set. Um, No Jordy Ben, I would imagine, next season, which is a large sigh of relief for, uh, for a multitude of people, I would imagine. So, no Jordy Ben there. Alex Goligoski, who is... He's probably in the complimentary category himself, um, just outside that circle maybe. He kind of slots into that Jordy Ben role, and then you got your six starters who are all locked in for next season. So you've got spots on the fourth line, and that's pretty much that's pretty much going to be it. And so there is a good mix with this team of core players and players that fill more of a complementary role to what uh, your core guys are doing. But I think the most fun thing with this team and recapping what we saw this season is that, you know, you have your guy that's the bullseye that is the absolute center of the circle um, and is the one that you build around in Kirill Kaprizov. And when is the last time we had somebody like that it feels like in previous wild seasons it's always been just a full list of complimentary guys with maybe one or two core guys Um, but nobody that if you're shooting a bow and arrow at a target nobody that hits that bullseye and now you've got it in Kirill Kaprizov he's the whole full genuine article and so Bill Guerin's mission and objective in the offseason is pretty easy to identify because you just you put the roster into those categories and it becomes pretty easy to see what you have to work with and what you don't. So it's subject to change too, uh, depending on performance. And obviously there are names that I put into one category that maybe are better fits in the other. Um, but at the end of the day, the one that the wild will build around most going forward is Kirill Kaprizov. And so he, he is the, the core, the innermost core member of this team. And, uh, that's super exciting with where this team is, is headed. Um, these next few years are not going to be super easy, but at the end of the day, you've got, uh, you got your franchise cornerstone who is going to just light it up every night. And uh, you just got to put some players around him and uh, just just let the team do their thing. So that is going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Uh, we will give some thoughts on the defense, and the goaltending, as we uh, finish up our evaluation of the season uh, here tomorrow. And then next week, we will move on to the player evaluations and exit interviews as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll sprinkle in any other wild news that becomes relevant uh, throughout the offseason as well. 
Uh, now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on Sports Minnesota YouTube channel and uh, check out the Ron Johnson Show and Superior Sports Talk, two great sources of all things Minnesota sports. Locked on Sports Minnesota is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, available anywhere, free of charge. So stay tuned with us as we navigate the offseason and uh, look at some of the biggest keys for this Minnesota Wild team moving from this season to next season as well. Locked on Wild is keeping you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.